Okay, so, like we said, starting off with at the Mishnah on Samach Zayin Amid Beis. So, we, um, we finished the Avoidah of the uh, Sar Mishtaleach, where the Sar were sent out, and now he comes back to the Par and the Sar. So this is the Par and the Sar that he used the Dam, Lifnai Lifnim, Gupar, so he was finished with the Avoidah Dam, now he comes back to this Par and Sar. Baloi Eitzel Par Vesar Hanesrofen, so that's the par and the sar, again, that he used the dam to be mechaper for um, karon. So just, this, it has a din, the par and the sar have a din of uh, parim hanesrafim. Okay, and we're going to compare it to, which would be compared to par kayin hamashiach, par halim davar shaltzibar. Okay, so we're going to, and we're going to align some of those, of those dinim right now. Um, and then of a, of, of a, a chatos, right? So the par and the sar, they, these were coming as a chatos, their dam was mechaper for Tumas Mikdash for Kadashov. The par was for mechaper for Tumas Mikdash for Kadashov for the Kahanim and Leviim. And the sire was mechaper for uh, Tumas Mikdash for Kadashov of the Israelim. Okay, so this, these had a din of a chatos, and chatos and Israfim. And so he came there, and then what did he do? So the animals, karon, the animals are still whole, right? All we did was shchita at this point. Karan Vahitsias Emurean. So then he tore them open, okay, and took out the Emurim that were going to get offered up on the Mizbeach. Nostam Bemages, he put the Emurim into a bowl. They had a specific bowl that it would be used to carry um, the Emurim up to the um, up to the Mizbeach. The Iktiranagami Mizbeach, and he was mocked to them on the Mizbeach. We're gonna address this soon. Okay, then what he would do is he'd take the animals and kalon, he would braid the animals together. So he'd intertwine the limbs of the par and the sawyer. Kalon bimaklois, with poles. And that is, maklois uh, is on a, like, a, like a stretcher. Imagine like a field stretcher that had two poles, Rashi says, and you carry on each side of it. So the animals would be kind of intermeshed or, you know, combined uh, you'd weave like the, the limbs of the animals together on top of this stretcher, and they'd carry out as if on like a field stretcher. But you'd see on the base hasrefa, and the animals were then taken to the base hasrefa, which is mechotzamachana, where the animals would be burned. When would the animals be mitamed begadim? Right, meaning that the din was that by all parmanasrafim, when you took the animal out, the person the person who took the animal out, their begadim would become tame. So at what point does, does their begadim become tameh? So the Tanakhama says, Once they left the walls of the Azara, then no, it's not when you leave the Azara, but rather when the fire, when you take them out to the Sheva Chadeshin to go actually get burned, once the fire um, ignites, once the fire envelops, I would say, the animal, that's when Tuma, that's when the Kayin who was burning it, who's dealing with it, and we'll go through some of the Pratim soon, that's when the, there's a din of Tumas Begadim. Okay, so Zakta Gamar. So now we're just going to discuss um, certain aspects of this Par and Sayer Hanasrafin, right? The Par and Sayer that were used, the Par Kayin Gadol that was used for uh, Par, right? The, the Par of Yom Kippur and the Sayer of Yom Kippur. So now the Tiran, so first let's, let's just discuss one, there's one. Um, prat over here. It said that you went to the parancer and you pulled, you ripped out the emurim to put on the mizbech. And it, the Mishnah says ve'ikdiran agami mizbech. You offered them up on the mizbech. Frak the Gemara ve'ikdiran sakadaitoch. Really, 
When is the Hector and the Imurim? That is done with the Big Day Zav afterwards. He's still wearing the Big Day Lavan right now. How do we know that? Because in the next Mishnah, when we go to the next parak on Ahmed Bey's, we're going to talk that he still the final Avoida, so to speak, we'll discuss if it's an Avoida, of the, of the Avoida Yom Kippur, that it had to be done with the white clothing, with the, with, with the right, Big Day Lavan, that was reading the Torah, and he didn't do that yet. And when does the Haktaras Emurim on Mizbeach occur? That is when he changes into the gold begadim. So it's afterwards. So how could you say he puts it in the bowl, he puts the Evarim of the Paransar uh, of the Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, he puts it in the bowl and brings it up to Mizbeach. It's not true. It doesn't happen until later. So that we changed Ella, so we changed the Mishnah to be saying, Ella, aim Mizbeach. No, you put the Evarim in the bowl now, then they sit there and wait until it's ready to go put up on the Mizbeach. But right now, you don't actually, you're not actually mocked to them. Okay, so we said, right, that you weave the animals together, okay, you intertwine the limbs, and then they get carried out on a, like a stretcher, okay, like a field stretcher. So I'm Rav Yechanan. Now we're just going to discuss um, in what it, certain aspects of the animals here. So I'm Rav Yechanan, kimin kalia, like a braid, tana. Now, says, we, the, the, the tana says, the, the b'risa says, basar that minateach means to chop up, right? To cut it up. Like a regular tamid, if you remember, we learned when we had the avodas were handed out, the 13 of the tamid, they got chopped up into pieces, reish v'regel, krav, right? The chazay, they were different, they were in orders. But you chopped it up and then you brought it up to the mizbeach that way, that got burned in the mizbeach. These are going to get burned outside. So what we're saying here is they don't get chopped up, but the point is, and Rashi speaks this up, refers to that the hafshata, that we didn't flay the hides, the skin of the animal off, that we took the animal out fully with its skin still around it, fully. The only, the only thing that would happen to this animal was you, 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 you know, like a C-section, right? Put a hole in the stomach, pulled out the emurim, but otherwise the animal stayed as it was and it was taken out that way. So, that it wasn't, there was no hafshata, it wasn't flayed. Ela ora gabe baser. But rather, you had the hides on the meat still. Minani, where do we know this? The Tanya, like we learned in Abraisa, Rebbe Yoimer, Rebbe says, Nemar Khan, it says, Bayun Kippur, or Ubasar, Uperesh, that the, you have the hides, the, the flesh, and the perish is a waste. The Nemar Lahalan, that is, we compare, like we said, Par and Sari of Kohen Gadol Abedin, like the Par Kohen Gadol Mashiach, other Par Mahanisrafim, okay? So we're going to compare it to Par Kohen Mashiach. Uh, just like by Parkana Mashiach, that there is no Hafshata. Afkan, you would chop you would chop up the animal into pieces, but we'll see when. And not Hafshata. Where do we know at Parkana Mashiach? Right? We're learning Paryam Kippur that there's no Hafshata from Parkana Mashiach. But where do we know this by uh par how do we know that there's no hafshata, that you don't skin the animal? The Tanya, we learned in the Brisa, Vikir by Upirsha, Vahoitsi es kol hapar. Okay, that's the rest of the Pasuk that's not listed in the Gemara, but Vikir by Upirsha, Vahoitsi es kol hapar, Malame Chemoitsi Shalim, you bring it out whole. Okay, so we know that you take the animal out whole, the hides are still on the animal, you have the buster, you have the flesh there. Now, Yachol Yisrafenu Shalim, okay, so if you're taking it out to be burned, you might think you burn it while the animal's still whole. Nemar Khan, Roisha Yukrov, which says by Parkhana Mashiach that it's its head and its feet. Venemar Lahalon by Oila, 
Roisha Ukra Roisha Krayim Roisha Ukrav right Malahalon Ayideni Tuach just like we know we spoke out that by an Oila how do you bring the animal up to be burned on the Mizbeach but how do you bring the animal to be burned that is chopped up into pieces Roisha Regal etc. Okay, Afkan by Parkana Mashiach Ayideni Tuach I frak the Gemara if you're going to compare Parkana Mashiach to Oila then, that it's nituach, that it only gets burned once it's chopped in pieces, so then why don't you compare it, that maybe the Parakot HaMashiach would only get, would, would get taken out or burned with hafshata, right, with this skin off. So, we say the kirboi upershai, okay, that we say that the animal has to come out with its kirboi and pershai. My tamuda, what does that mean? That's its innards and its waist area. Amar papa. Kishem shapirshay bekirbay, just like the waste is inside the animal, kach besaray ba'ayray. Okay, so we say that, um, we learn from there that what it's telling us is that the besar, the flesh, has to be inside the skin, and meaning that you do not skin the animal, you don't flay the animal. So, bottom line is, we learn one thing from Ola, and that is that before you burn this animal, so of all parmanisrafim, we compare Yom Kippur to Parkhan. Parkhan Mashiach, that the animal comes out whole after the murim that have to go on the Mizbeach are removed. The animal comes out otherwise whole, okay? And then, with the skin on, and then, right before you burn it, you would chop it into pieces. We learned that from Ayla, that at least you would chop it up. Okay, next, let's go on to the next part. So, the end of the mission is said, we wanted to know, with this, is a paramount of Srafim, the din is, though with the par and the sar of Yom Kippur, that when you take the animal out to be burned, that the person who... Um, who, who would take the animal out, okay, would be Matama Bagadim. So when are you going to be Matama Bagadim? The Tanakhama says once it leaves the Chaymas Azara, basically once it gets out of the base of Mikdash. And Rosh Shimon says that only once the animal is in meat, once in, the fire envelops the animal. Okay, so let's, I think the next sugya here can be a little confusing by reading, trying to figure out the sugya. So I'll, I'll, let me just, I'll speak it out first outside, and then we'll kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the Gemara. Basically, like we said, there's the power, we have a power Yom Kippur, that's what we're dealing with, right? So we want to know when is it going to be Tanakhama Begad, then we have Machlegis in our Mishnah. So we want to deal with the Tanakhama now. So Tanakhama holds that it becomes Tanakhama when it leaves the Chaymas Azara. That's called Chutzlamachana Achas. Okay, so a power Yom Kippur, and it says that in the Pasuk, and we'll see that in the Pasuk. It's called Tzamachana Achas. Now, we're Makish, like we said, the power Yom Kippur, to other Param Hanisrafim, which also have to be taken out to be burned outside. Okay, so the, the, and, and the three, uh, well, the, the other ones are Par Kana Mashiach, Par Halam Davar Shal Tzibar. Those are the other two that we'll call Param HaNesrafim. Okay, so the thing is that by the other Param HaNesrafim, it says that they has to go out, and we learn this from Sukkim, it, we learn that it goes out of three Machanas. So we're just trying to understand, there's this concept of three Machanas that we learn from Param HaNesrafim, Par Kana Mashiach, Par Halam Davar, and then we have Machana Achas from Yom Kippur. That's one Machana. Okay, what we're going to do, according to the Tanakhama, is we're going to say the three machanais means that's where it gets burnt, outside of all three machanais, all the way out. And um, by, we learn from the machana achas by Yom Kippur, that's when it's, in the, according to the Tanakhama, that's when it's going to be metam of the begadim. When it's going to be metam of the begadim? Outside of one machana. That's your three machanais, one machana. Okay? Now, the only thing the Gemara is going to end with is that Rav Shimon has to deal with this, because Rav Shimon holds that when did the begadim become tamay? 
when is the person that takes the animal out to be, um, to be burned, when, do, when is he metama begadim? That is not when he leaves the chaymet sazara, but rather it's only mishiatsusir beruban. So what's he going to do? We'll have to learn what's he going to do with the yitzia, with the uh, yitzia of machana achas by Yom Kippur. Okay, now let's go, let's, now we can, we can kind of run through it. So now. He's saying mishiatsusir Yeah. Only when it's most, most of the animal is on fire. Correct. So, so what's he going to do with the fact that it says even, even, when what's he going to do with the fact that when it says that when the parakon Mashiach goes out that something happens right it's matama begadim outside of machana achas something well not not matama begadim it says yotzi el michutz machana that he has to go outside of one machana so the Tanakhama is going to learn that is uh, you know what happens so something happens we learn so we have to learn something from there the Tanakhama says you know what we learn from there right. that it's matama begadim once he goes outside of machana achas meaning at least chavis but I'm only saying that even three that's correct. So well, let me, I guess let me just clarify. The three machanas were not to be matam and begadim. What we're saying is there's a din of three machanas and one machana. Three machanas is telling us the location. Where do you have to take the animal to be burned? That is the three machanas. The one machana, thank you, okay, the one machana is, according to the Tanakama, what's the one machana by Yom Kippur? That is, oh, one machana? Okay, that's, where, that's when you're going to be matam and begadim. So the three machanas is location. The one machana is telling you something occurs once you exit that area, okay? Or something else. Or Shimon's have to do something else with that. So now let's see. So me'em is time time begotten. Tan Rabbanon, we learned in a brisa. Yoitzi el michutz la This is by Yom Kippur. It says it go out of one machana. It's Yom Kippur, one machana. Visarfu, and you burn it. Lahalon, However, when we talk about parmanis rafim, atanaisinam shalish machanas, you have three machanas, vikar atanaisinam machana achas. Right? So that's a question. I don't understand. Is it one machana? No, so we know, and inherently we know, that we compare the power of Yom Kippur to the other parmanis rafim. And if the other parmanis rafim are three machanas, why is, why is Yom Kippur one machana? How do we make sense of this? So, imkain, lamanemar machana. So, what is the one machana by Yom Kippur? Okay, so you know what the one machana is? That is, from, we learned that from Kippur, that once, the, once you take the animal outside of the Chayma Sazara, that's one machana, it leaves one machana, that's when it's Matam Begadim. So now, where do we know, now we're, the Bryce is going to try to understand, where do we know that a Paraman Asrafim, where do we see three machanas? It never says that it's Yoitzi, it doesn't say that. So we're going to have to learn it from the Pesukim. But also, Minolim, Ditanya. It says by Par Koin HaMashiach, Vohitzi es kol hapar. Elmi chutz la Okay? So it says, take it out. Sounds like one machana. Chutz la shalash machana, sato emer. Chutz la shalash machana. Which that means three machana. So now, the Gemara is going to say, Ato emer chutz la shalash machana. Is it really three? It just says So which one is it? There's, it could be out of one machana or out of three. It says one, so why would I assume it's three? So kishu par because that was par Mashiach. Well, guess what? When it comes to par ha'eda, which is par helam davar shel tzibar el So it says another lechutz lamachana there. She'ain talmud loimer. I don't need to. And the din is we compare. Uh, there's a hekish to compare all aspects of par helam davar shel tzibar and par Mashiach. So I didn't need to say to take the parhalam davar shaltibar chutzlamachana because if it's all automatically compared to the parkhan mashiach and parkhan mashiach told me outside of one machana, so then this is extra. Shein tamalaim, Sharik Vanema already says Vasarafa, so Ka'ashir Saraf is a parishan. It already says that you know how you do the Srefa? Exactly like you did the par uh Kainamashiach. So I didn't need to say take it out to be burned 
by the Parah Halam Darushotzi because it already said it by Parah Karna Mashiach. So, okay, so Machana can be one or three. Well, let's assume it's one. It has to at least be one by Parkar and Mashiach. Now, Parmel and Dover, Shaltzibar, there's another Machana, Chutzla Machana, so that's two. Then, when it talks about the Trumas Hadeshin, Trumas Hadeshin was they went uh, every morning, right? They took a little bit of the Deshin off the Mizbeach, the ashes, and they took it out. Okay, so now, so they, they, they took it out. So where did they put it? So let's see, Talmud Lamer, Shari Kvar Nemer, I already said, Okay, so what does this mean? Um, that when, when, by Yitzhak Sadeshin, it says, And we didn't have to say that it goes in the Why? Because we already know that the Paramount is Srafim needs to be burned in the And what, where does it say, specific, by the Paramount and Srafim, where do those actually get burned? Well, guess what? They get burned El Shefa Chadeshin. So I already know that where must I take my Deshin out? It's that same place out that the Paramount and Srafim get burned. So therefore, why by Trumas Hadeshin did I have to say, El, why did I have to say El Michutz, right? Why did I have to say Michutz, um, Michutz Lamachana by Trumas Hadeshin? It already, Sharek Marnemer El Shefa Chadeshin. Okay, so, so we have an extra michot. So we have one michot by Par Kona Mashiach. We have one michot samachane by Par Alam Dabashotzibar. And we have one michot samachane by Chumas Hadeshen because I know that the place where that has to be taken is where those other two animals are going to be burned. Elamai, I have now three. So we see that's Talmud Loimar. Tain Loimachana Shlishis. Right, Talmud Loimar, Shari Kavar Nemar. Shain Talmud Loimar, I didn't need to say it. Shari Kavar Nemar, Zedah Shabbat Hadeshen. Tain Loimachana Shlishis. So those are my three. Okay, so now we got this. There's three, we now have by, by my Paramount Nisrafim, they have to be burned outside of all three Machanais. And says the Tanakama, what is the Yoytzi by Yom Kippur? Go out of one Machana. What is that? That is when it's going to be Tanah Begadim. I frack the Gemara over Reb Shimon. So what's Reb Shimon going to do? Because Reb Shimon holds when is, is the person who's dealing with the par Mitamah Begadim. When is, when is he Mitamah Begadim? When is Begadim Begadim Only... Only once Yatsasar Baruban, once the fire envelops the animal. Okay, so what's he going to do? What's this Haitzi talking about? What's he going to do? He needs it for the following. It says, This is talking about Para Aduma. Okay, so he's going to answer that, you know what? I'm going to. Whereas the Tanakhama said, my three machanais and one machanai by Yom Kippur, my three by Parmen and one in Yom Kippur, are, we're going we're to we're share, right? We're going to learn that it gets burned outside of three, but the Matam Begadim happens outside of one. Rav Shimon says, okay, it gets burned outside of three. What happens? That I'm learning for Paraduma. What's unique about Paraduma? So, just like by Yom Kippur, where does it get burned? I learned that from Parman and it's Chutzl all outside of all three machanais. So too, paraduma happens chutz like b'machnas. Now, umala halon mizracha shel yushalayim, and then I'm going to learn something back from paraduma. What, is, what do we know about paraduma? Where does paraduma take place? That is b'mizracha on the east. It has to happen outside the east. Remember, we discussed the elevations. Looking through, the the kain has to see. 
he has to see through, he has to be able to see the uh, doors, right? The Pesach Ulam. he has to be able to, the Pesach HaHechel, he has to be able to see. So it's on the east side, right? He looks west, it's on the, it's completely out on the east side. So too, Afkan, Mimizrach HaShushalayim. So you know what Rav Shimon says, you know what I learned from Vahitsesa Mechotz Lamachaneh by Par Yom Kippur? That, because it's not talking about, it's not talking about Metamah Begadim, he doesn't, he holds Metamah Begadim only happens once the fire envelops. What is that Lehman coming to tell me? That Lehman is coming to tell me that I learned from Paraduma that the burning of this animal has to happen on the east side. So according to Rabbanon, they don't have this Lehman. So where do they burn it? He says, you know where? Ketatanya. Where is the animal burned according to the Rabbanon? It's on the north side of Yushalayim. Right? Outside of three Machanais. Okay? So... And then, as a result, right, of this Yitzhi, depending on whether you learn it to par Manasrafim or whether you learn it to par, um, to, to par Aduma, would tell you where, where the location is. So everyone's going to agree it's outside of three Machanais. There's Machlikas, Tanakama, and Rav Shimon, when is it Matama Begadim? But because Rav Shimon does not agree that it's Matama when it leaves, he's going to learn that by Tesa from par Aduma to tell me that it has to be burned on the east side, as opposed to Rabbanon, who say that the animal gets burned on uh, north of Yerushalayim. Okay, now we're just going to have a machlekes here. We went into Sheva Chadash in a little bit. So, Rabbi Yaisi Aymer, he says specific, when you burn these animals, a base Hadash and Nisrafen, that it's specific. It has, these animals have to be burned on a place where you previously had put Deshen. In other words, you can't just go out to that area. You have, before you burn the animal there, you have to put some Deshen from the Mizbeach there. So who argues on Rabbi Yaisi? Who holds? You don't need Deshen. See, he says, you know who it is? Rabbi Lozer Yaakov, he... It's Rabbi Lozer Yaakov, the Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, El Shafach HaDeshen Yisareif, that what is Rabbi Lozer Yaakov, Deshen. Okay, the Tanakama holds, that you know what has to be there when you burn the animal, when you burn the Parman Asrafim, you have to have Deshen from the Mizbeach. However, Rabbi Lozer Yaakov, that it has to be slanted. Okay, it can't be flat. So that was, so Rebbe wants to say from the fact that Rebbe Lazar Yaakov learned something else out from that Pasuk, that it can't be in a slanted area, an incline. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, that it needs to be on an incline. It needs to be on an incline. From the fact that he learns that it needs to be on an incline and he's not learning that it has to be, the animal has to be burned on an area that you had Desh in there. So it must be that he's arguing about saying that he holds that you don't need Deshen there. To which Abaya says, Amalei Abaya, no. Maybe he's coming to add to it. Maybe he agrees that it, it, the place has to have Deshen there. They're just arguing about whether you're learning that it has to be on an incline or not. Okay? And therefore you have no Raya that Rebbe Lozim and Yaakov argues on Rebbe and it could be Rebbe was trying to say that this concept of whether the animals, the Parmen of need to get burned on a place where there was, where you had already put down um, Deshen from the Mizbeach, um, you have no raya that that is a machlekes with Tuner Yesi, Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov. Tanaram. Meshubach is an incline? Incline. Meshubach is an incline. Yeah, Rashi, look, Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, he da'amar loy ashmi'inon elashiyehe mekaymei madrain. It has to be slanted. Okay. Shehe dashna mishtapach, mishtapach, that would spill. Okay. Um, so now, let's, now we're talking, this is going to go into Rav Shimon Shita. Rav Shimon held that when is the person who's dealing with the uh, par, when, does his, when is he Matama Begadim? 
So that is, Mishayatsis or Arba Ruban wants the fire envelops the animal. Vahasayrif. So it says, the Pasuk says, Vahasayrif, that the person, the igniter, the person who burns the animal. Vahasayrif, Metama Begadim. The person who burns the animal, he is Metama Begadim. Vahasayrif, not the igniter. So the person who's dealing, who's metapal with the animal. Um, Rashi says, Vahasayrif, Hamasasik Bitsurke Srifasan Begufan. Okay? And therefore, so that the person who is Isaac, who's dealing with not the person who starts the fire, the person who's dealing with burning the power. Not the person who uh, arranges the wood. Who is what is considered the seraph? Very, very worried about this. The person who's helping burn the animal. I might think that even after the animal is already burned. And it's in ashes already that it's going to be metama begadim tama loimer oisam oisam metama begadim beloim mishanasu efer metama begadim only only when you're burning the animals when they're still oisams when they're still animals right the par vasir is the oisam is hasaref oisam the par and sire when they're still exist as in some form as an animal but not once they're already turned into ash and th- at that point you would no longer be time begotten just by putting it on the fire you become tummy or by he says by dealing with it by, deal- by dealing with it so okay that when is it metame when it's a par when it's a par so this still has to be flesh there but once once the Basar was eaten, meaning it's uh, decomposed, or it was already, the fire went through, it was already charred, and it's no longer flesh. Right? Let's say it got, it, it got like charred, but it's still a mass. There's like a mass of a of, of thing. It's just burned through, it's black, but it still exists as a form. It's not yet ashes. That's where there's machlekes. At that point, would it still be metama begadim? Yes or no? According to the first time we said, only when it's ash. It's no longer a time of them. So as a stump or a, you know, a mass of burning uh, stuff, burning meat, it still would be. And according to the second time, no, once it's no longer a par, meaning once it's no longer bus or it's no longer meat, then it, would, then it wouldn't be a time anymore. And in Yom Diyoma, Paraduma, how is the Paraduma Tame the Tahara? That's the guy that spritzes or the What's guy it? that burns? In Yoni Diyoma. Very good. What I'm saying? But also in Yoni Diyoma. I don't, I'm not so sure that it's in Yana Duma, but okay. Yes, what do you want to know? Paraduma is yeah. ka, Kame the Tahara. Oh, you're trying to do, you're trying to get your Shnai Mikra in this week. You're trying to make sure you have it right. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paraduma is Matama the Taharim, yes. What, what aspect of it? That's, that's the Hazal. Yeah. All the burning that happens by Paraduma, we went, we went through this at the, at the time. We discussed it. There's basically three processes. There's the manufacturing, the manufacturing, there's the constituting, and then there's the application. The application is what's the tahar of the person. The paraduma, the manufacturing, makes the afer. All we discuss in the parasha here, I mean, most of what we discuss is the process to manufacture the afer. That was metame the tahar. That was metame the, yeah, that was metame the, 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 the pain right? So I think, I think that's what it was. But anyways, but you're asking what was metame, then that's the application. So first... Well, what's metame? What's it metame? Was, it was the manufacturing. So it was the manufacturing. Not the spritzing? No. No, 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 no. It's the Hazah. It's the Hazah. The person who did the application. That is correct. The person who did the application. 
Seven over the Hamish. Okay. Fine. All right. Mishnah. Suck the Mishnah. Jules is going to kill me. <laughs> he's going to yell at me. I know he's going to be listening to the recording and he's going to kill me. Why are you letting all these guys talk? Okay. Zuck the Mishnah. Too bad. He should be here. Okay. Zuck the Mishnah. Amrullah la Kayan Gadol. Higia Sar la Midbar. So they told the Kayan Gadol that the sire had reached the Midbar. Okay. Now, this is the Midbar, not to the Tzok. Just to the edge of the Midbar. Not all the way to where it got pushed off. Okay. Meaning... And Rashi explains here, he says, You can't start a new Avodah as the Pasuk says, Okay, so w- everything's on pause at this point. We go, we send the animal off, and everything's on pause. We can't, we can't continue. Okay, so... Ne- huh? On par. Oh, you're, on, you're on a roll today. How, do, how did we know if the sire got to the Midbar? So, dear Kais, Hayu Eisen, that they had like lookout posts, Umanifin Besoydrin, and they would wave at these posts that were stations, they would wave white flags. The Yoyin Shegiyas on the Midbar, so they knew it got to the Midbar, and then the Kayan, once they waved the white flags, they would basically send signals, and they could start, uh, start the Avada back up again. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, he says, no, you didn't have to deal, rely on these flags. Okay, that they had a simen gadol Yushalayim va'ad base chadudai from Yushalayim until base chadudai, which was the beginning of the midbar shloisha milin. So what would they do? You didn't have to have these lookout posts and flags, but rather hochen mill. They would walk right because they were allowed to go a mill. That was a tchum. So they would walk a mill. They would walk back a mill. So that was two mill and v'chayzun mill v'shayin kidei mill, and then they would wait the amount of time. So they would calculate. Okay, it took us ten minutes on the way there. Ten minutes on the way back. We'll wait another ten minutes. Okay, and now we know we're good to go. Because the midbar was three mil. So even though we discussed the same Rameir Shita that the tzuk was 12 mil, but the midbar started after three mil. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Amar, there's a third option. They had, they had a simen acher hayalem. They had another simen. Right, like we discussed uh, yesterday that at least at, at certain times until it wasn't, but um, that the, they had the Lashon Shazaharis, the red string. Right, it would Okay, that we see it said that where did they had a simon to tell you that it went Right, so what, what is that? That we see that is the midbar. And what is this telling us? That Kiva and take out the Kasava Rabbi Huda. Everybody, I think every, this would be true according to everybody. And then the Grad takes it out. Kiva and Shigia, Sar the midbar. Now, Spitzosa, as Rashi spoke out in the, Mishnah, is the Mishnah. Now, what do we see? That, again, that was considered the mitzvah was already done. And. Um, Before the throw it out. Yeah, yeah. But you can, it was, the mitzvah was already done, Rashi says, meaning it was considered the Avodah was done in enough that you can, you're right, there's a chiyah that you have to finish off the sire, but it was considered done enough that you can proceed with the rest of the Avodah. Okay, so let's, let's start the Mishnah. And, um, okay, so we said now they're getting, they're going back. Um, they're, uh, right, so the, the, the sire is off. Now they're back to 
they're back to um, back to the Avaida. What is the final step in Avaida? Avaida lekain gadol likres. He comes to read the Torah. Ramatz likres big day butz. If he wants to read with the big day butz, it's part of he's finishing the Avaida of Yom Kippur, which happens with the white with with the big day lavan, the big day butz. So. He can read it with big day votes, Kairi. It's tall Islam, and he can read with a, a white robe, Mishaloi. Chazana Knesses, that the Chazana Knesses, right, he was the guy, he was the arranger of everything. So he was the guy who would give the Elias, okay, who would be Mafter, who, who would be Paris al Shema, who would daven for the Yamad. So he was the Chazan. Chazan here means like the Gabai, we would call the Gabai. Noi tells Sefer Tereb and Noisnul Resha Knesses, he takes the Sefer Tereb, gives it to the uh, the, the, the leader, right? The, the, the president, the Risha Knesses. The Risha Knesses, Nesel the Sagan. Okay? The Sagan. The Sagan, Nesel the Kayin. Okay? And the Sagan gives it to, the Sagan gives it to the Kayin Gadol. The Kayin Gadol, Aymeru Makabel. Okay? Ubekayre. We'll take out Makabel. Ubekayre. And he would read, so he would take the Sefer Torah and he would read Achare Mois. He would read Achare Mois. And then he would read Parshas Amar. Right? So just a couple Parshas over. Okay? Um, so then he would read the Uvesar Lachaydesh Hazeh Yemakipurimhu, which is in Amar. The Gol Sefer Torah. And then he would do Galila Umanicha Bechek. He'd put it up against his chest. and he would say out loud Yosir Masha Karasi Lufnechem Kasov Khan. More not in addition to what I've read. There's also other things in regards to Yom Kippur. And he would read Balpeh Uvesar Shabachaymish Pehapikudin. He'd read the Mafter. We're going to discuss why he didn't take another Sefer Torah and why he wasn't Gol of the Sefer Torah. Okay, but so he read the first two parshas, which were really close, close up the Sefer Torah, and then did the uh, the, the Musaf essentially, which was in Pinchas Balpet. Kari Apel Mavarech Halesh Mina Brachas, and he would he would make he he would he would, uh, he, would he would make he would make the following eight brachas. Al Atayra, which Rashi and the Raman speaks this out that Atayra here Rashi says it's bracha shel achreha asher nosan lanu. The Rambam says he would make both that there's a regular brachas Torah asher bachar and asher nosan. And it's brought down to say the Yerushalmi, they give it an entirely different bracha. They say there's a machlekes Yerushalmi and Bavli in, in the way they, they explain this in regards to what bracha they would make. And the Nidoin, they say, is whether or not this is considered a regular, it'll be interesting in a second here, but this is whether or not this is considered a regular chi of kriya, or is this a separate din? Is, this, is there kriya that there's a separate chi of, there's a chi of kriya like every, uh, like every week, there's a chi of kriya? Or was there a chi of kriya, meaning the people have to hear this, was this a chi of kriya or was this a personal chayv? So if it was a regular chi of kriya, then you make the regular brachas. If it was a personal chayv of the kain gadol, that he had to go ahead and, and, and lay this, right, then it's not something that's motol on the tzibar, then he would have it's a separate bracha. It's, it's a different type of kriya. So anyway, balavoida, um, to make a bracha, balavoida, but say ba'amcha Yisrael, if I had more time, I, I actually took a picture of, of the, the Rambam, he goes through in detail all these brachas. But uh, maybe when we get to it in the Gemara, we'll do it. Okay, Ba'al then he makes the bracha maidim through the Ve'al Kulam, right? Like we have, Ba'al Mechil Asa Avain, that's Slach, O Mechal, Mechal Avain, Asenu Biyamekipurim Azeh. Okay, Ba'al Mikdash, you make a brachas for the Mikdash. Ve'al Mikdash, Bifnei Atzmai, right? So he'd make a bracha, he would, he would, it was Baruch, it ends Baruch Shebachar Bimikdash. Okay, by Yisrael b'fnei Atzman, by Yishalayim b'fnei Atzman, by Kayan b'fnei Atzman. Rashi brings down the lashon that he would say Baruch Shabachar b'zarei shel Arayin, and so too Yisrael Baruch Shabachar aboicher Yisrael, or something like that. Ba'al Shar Hatzvila. Okay, and make a bracha on the rest of the Tzvila. Fine. So now Haraya Kain Gadol, person who was in the audience of the Kain Gadol when he was reading from the Torah, Kishu Kaira Ein Haraya Parvesar and Esrafim. These two things happen concurrently. That. 
some people were watching the Avedas Yom Kippur. Uh, some were people watching, sorry, the uh, Kriya of the Kayin Gadol of, of Yom Kippur, right? The Achrei Mois and Emar and the Mosaf. And others were watching Par Vesayr. Vaharoya Par Vesayr Nesrafim Enerai Kayin Gadol. Right? You couldn't be in two places at once. What well, This is the Mishnah's way of saying they happen concurrently. Both the burning of the power of sire. Remember, when the Sarmashalach was sent out, everything was on pause. Right? Everything went on pause. So then, these two things happened. As soon as they got the signal, they started burning the para. And they started, um, started burning the para and started reading the Torah. We're not saying that it, you weren't allowed to see both. However, it was practically impossible. They happen, they happen at the same time. Okay? So you could say that a way, a way to understand this is that we see that we're saying that not everybody could be at this, at this Kriya. If the Kriya was a Chiva, multiple Tzibar, maybe you could, right? Then it's maybe a Raya for that Saad to say that this is a different entire, this is a personal Chiva, the Kriya Gadol, and not everybody had to be there, right? Because people were clearly at the Shreifa. So Zakta Gemara, just do the first part of him in the Dani, but it's the list, love and Mishalai. So we're saying, right, what did we start? We said that the Kriya Gadol could, optional, could use the Big Day Kahuna, or he could put on a white robe and read with that. So if he, if he doesn't have to use the big day kain, then it must not, it doesn't, it must not be an avayda. So we said, but yet, since it's not an avayda, he could use the big day kahuna. So what is this? A raya, shmas mina, big day kahuna, nilayanas pehem. So it means you're allowed to have enough from big day kahuna. We're going to ask this as a shiloh. We'll get into that shiloh tomorrow. But we see clearly that it must be, since you don't have to wear them, you could wear a white robe, and you, if you choose to wear them, it's optional. You, you're allowed to. Must be allowed to have Hana from it. So the Gemara says, no, Raya, Dilma Shani, Kriya, Avaydahi. It's in the middle stage. You're right. It's not an Avaydah. It doesn't require the Big Dekuna, but maybe really Big Dekuna aren't Nitnu Lehanas Behem. However, we will allow you to use them for something that's considered a Tzarech Avaydah. And this is a Tzarech Avaydah. It's not an Avaydah. Atzma, it doesn't require it, but it also isn't just considered, you know, the kind God is not treating his begun like loungewear. He's not using it for his own personal benefit. He's still involved in the Avaydah. It's a Tzarech Avaydah. And therefore, um, we have no Raya to that Shiloh. So, to review... Second here. Uh, it's not being nice to me today. Seriously? Okay. So we started off. We said that he came to the power of a sawyer and he ripped out the Amurim, he put him in a bowl. And Vikdirim, we said doesn't actually mean Vikdirim because you can't, they weren't, you don't bring them on this bech until they're in the big day Zahav. So it means Lahaktirim that you put them in the bowl in order to later go ahead and bring them on this bech. Then we intertwine the, the um, basar, uh, the, the animals, the, the par and the sar. We said, by the way, or al basar, that we talked about all parma and how they have to be taken out with their skin on them. Okay. Um, However, uh, with their skin on them, not and not chopped up, but they did get chopped. We makash in one way that it did get chopped up later once it was taken out before you burned it. Okay, and we said when is it metama begadim? The Tanakhama said So we learned the three and one, three by Paraman Nisrafim. Okay, that it says three times Michal Samachan. We learned from Paraman Nisrafim from Parkan Mashiach, Paral Amdavar, and then Shefa Chadeshen. 
right? That it's Michot Samachan and Abay Trumas Hadashen, because it already said Hashabach Hadashen. So we see three, okay? That means that it has to be taken out of three, that in order, the animal has to be burned outside of three Machanas. Now, what is the Chutz um, Lamachan and Bayim Kippur? So we say that that's telling us when it's, according to Tanakhama, when it's going to be Matam and Rabbi Shimon says, no, you know what it's going to tell us? That one, that's going to tell us, we're going to learn that uh, to um, Para Aduma that the burning of the animal has to, be, has to take place on the east, as opposed to the Tanakhama, or the Rabbanon who hold that the burning of these animals took place on, in the north. Okay, and then we just had this machlekes between Rabbah and Abayah, how to understand Rav Yesi said that you have to, to the Makam Shevach Hadeshin, where these animals are burned, was called Shevach Hadeshin. So uh, Rabbah said, uh, Rav Yesi said that you have to bring Deshen there first. It's not just a place, you have to bring Deshen there first. Make sure that there's Deshen there when you burn the animals. And Rabbah wanted to say, okay, that's arguing with Rosman Yaakov, who says that, you know what, Shevach Hadeshin says that it has to be slanted, it has to be on an incline. Um, and Abayah says, what are you talking about? Maybe, maybe they're having Machlekes, whether it needs to be inclined or not, maybe they both agree that you have to have Deshen there. Okay, and then we said Mishiatzius or of the time we had a bright so it said about sorry if I saw according to Shimon that the animal was Matama the person who was dealing with burning the animal was Matama but got them only when um, uh, when he was Matapo with the animal right not the person who ignited the fire or arranged the, arranged the logs but rather the person who actually was Isaac and burning it and at, until what point we had a machlekes is it until it becomes completely burned. Even if there's still a form, it's still a mass. Or is it, uh, or is it matama until it becomes afer, until it mamish becomes ash? Then we had then the, the three way machlekes in the Mishnah of uh, what, how they would let the kain gadol know to proceed with the avodah once the sari got to the midbar. Either they had lookout posts, or um, they would go a mill, come back a mill, and then wait a mill because it was three mill to the midbar. Or um, they had the string, the magical string. Okay. Um, either way, like we said, that they couldn't start the avodah until. They knew that the sari made it to the midbar. That is considered nasus mitzvasa in order to resume the avodah. And then we started the new parak. We said that the kain gadol went to go a lane, and we said that it's optional. He could wear his big eleven, or he could wear his own white, uh, his own white robe. And we said, ah, we have a raya from the fact that it's it's not an avodah because if it's an avodah, then he has to wear the big day kuna. It shouldn't be optional. We see that, but since he can wear the big day kuna, must be that big day kuna are. Um, uh, and we said, no, it's considered no raya because it's considered a tzarech And we'll pick up tomorrow with the, um, uh, this, this sugya of Big Day Kahuna and the Nitnul or not.